Hi, my name is Dr. Carmen, and you are on the couch with Dr. Carmen. Welcome to my podcast where we talk about all things health, mental health, physical health, and relationship health. Okay, today we are here to talk about something that has been in the news. Unfortunately, the news has given us a lot of things to talk about. So we're going to talk about what are the signs of a toxic relationship. I purposely waited until the psychologist was on the stand for the Johnny Depp Amber Heard um, trial because I am not supposed to give medical advice or diagnose people who do not sit on my couch in actuality and who are not actually patients of mine. However, that being said, we already knew that at least one of the people in this relationship had addiction issues, Johnny Depp with alcohol and I believe um, other substances. Um, It is not clear to me because honestly, I didn't watch the whole trial tape or all the lives, but whether or not Amber had some alcohol or substance issues of her own. But I did suspect, and it was later confirmed, that Amber has some issues with borderline personality disorders And the psychologist also stated that she may have a few other personality disorders as well. She did not specify what those were, or at least they did not come up in trial last week. I have not watched any of the trial this week. So some signs that you're in a toxic relationship like Amber and Johnny or Bobby and Whitney or Brittany and Kevin Federline are that, you know, one or the other of the partners in the relationship um, is constantly belittling or deprecating the other. You know, these comments that kind of make you feel less than, put you down, make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about, make you feel like you're a child or you don't have good sense. Um, you know, they have a tendency to imply that pretty much anything that you say, um, any of your ideas, your beliefs are silly or stupid. So a toxic partner will not hesitate to do that to you in public, let alone at home behind closed doors. Um, and then they might try to brush it off as I'm just kidding. Now, some of the audio I heard from um, recordings that Amber supposedly took of her and Johnny, she was belittling him in some of those recordings, you know, like, who would believe you? You know, you're a big man. I'm a little woman who would believe you playing on common stereotypes that men don't tell men don't get abused. Um, So that's part of toxic um, relationship behavior. Another implication of toxic relationships is if your partner has a bad temper or they are always arguing with you or disagreeing with you, everything is a fight. They're constantly losing their temper. They go into rages and won't interact with you for days. Now, this is also um, an example of emotional abuse where they're constantly nitpicking at you, belittling you, putting you down, calling you out of your name trying to humiliate you, um, trying to um, make you feel uncertain, 
I know gaslighting has been around a lot, but trying to make you question your sense of reality, um, doing those kinds of things and just flying off the handle, getting enraged for things that are really, really minuscule and don't require that level of anger. Um, they have a constant need for um, vigilance and you don't know what will trigger them to go into a rage or an episode. Another uh, sign that you're in a toxic relationship is if your partner or spouse is constantly pushing the guilt button. Um, so they will try to control you by making you feel guilty. You didn't love me enough. You didn't do enough to show that you care. Um, you didn't help me enough. Or you um, you can't do X, Y, Z because you know that you need to be here to help me do this or do that or do the other because you know you have responsibilities to the, the family or to me. Um, so, you know, the guilt induction is of a common use of control by a toxic partner. Um, you know, finding ways to disguise that guilt-inducing control is also very common. So um, it won't be like a sledgehammer. It'll be subtle ways to induce you to feel guilty about um, spending more time at work because you had a, a heavy project due or spending more time doing things for the kids because something is coming up due with them and therefore you're not putting in time with your spouse or partner and they're upset about it or you didn't have their dinner repaired on time, prepared on time. But it's designed to control your behavior so that your toxic partner or spouse or friend gets to do whatever they want. So you feel so guilty that you didn't do X, Y, Z, then, well, yeah, you can go out with the guys because you had to stay home with the kids, which, you know, it was your turn to stay home with the kids. Or you can, you know, skip doing X, Y, Z, honey-do list because, you know, I kept you in all last weekend and stuff, doing all these essential repairs that we had on the list to do. But like I said, subtle guilt-inducing things a lot of the time. Another sign is if they are an overreactor or a deflector. The deflector more commonly happens um, in the couples that I see or the individuals who are considering whether or not they want to remain in a toxic relationship um, where they tell you that they're unhappy or hurt or angry about something and somehow um, you find yourself taking care of their unhappiness, hurt, or anger. It always comes back to their dissatisfaction, what you didn't do for them or what you should have done for them. And if you try to point out where, you know, you had a need, um, where they weren't supportive or you felt hurt and they turn it around on you, flip it, like you're being abusive and not recognizing their needs or, you know, Oh, you always think it's just about you. Everything turns in about you. You're so sensitive and you're so defensive when it's really the toxic person in the relationship. The deflector is confused that the information you're bringing to them is in direct 
conflict with their own perception of themselves because they see themselves as the best spouse ever, the best partner ever, the best father ever. How dare you point out where they were neglectful or selfish or didn't meet a need? Um, uh, the deflector might, you might try to express your anger or irritation to the person who tends to deflect. And then that person um, will go and stay out with their friends um, longer than you agreed upon just to make a point. And somehow it's your fault, right? That's a variation on this overreacting deflection game. <laughs> Excuse me. So let's talk about another sign. The independent, non-dependable toxic controller. So this person frequently disguises his or her toxic controlling behavior as simply asserting his or her independence, right? I'm not going to let anyone control me um, is their go-to. Um, it's their mantra, so to speak. So they're saying um, they don't keep their commitments because they shouldn't have to be controlled by you because they have been in relationships before or their father always tried to control their mother or their ex always tried to control them. So you're not going to do that to me. I'm not going to allow you to put any demands on me. I'm going to do what I want to do. and I have a right to assert myself. Well, yes, you have a right to assert yourself, but now you've gone to the other extreme. Um, it's not just their behavior that's unpredictable. You, as the person involved with the toxic spouse or partner, are never quite sure um, if they are really emotionally committed to you and your relationship. Um, you often find yourself asking them for reassurance about this very thing. Do they love you? Do they find you attractive? Are they committed to your relationship? Um, and then they respond in ways that are vague enough to keep you constantly guessing, constantly unsure about your position in the relationship, about how much you are a priority in the relationship. And that induces anxiety on your part, but also makes them feel powerful and in control. But this is toxic. Another sign is the user. The user, especially in the beginning of the relationship, often seems to be very nice, courteous, romantic, pleasant, fun. Um, and they stay that way as long as they're getting everything they want from you. Everything is their way. Um, all the activities they want to do, the way they want to do it, when they want to do it, how much they want to spend on it. Um, but what defines somebody who is a toxic user is the fact that you will end up never having done enough for them. Um, toxic users are big time energy drains. Um, you feel depleted, wiped out when you are with them. Um, in fact, they leave you um, to find someone else who will do more for them. There's never enough. There's never any satisfying them. 
Um, the last one is the possessive or paranoid toxic controller. This type of individual is really bad news, really dangerous. Um, early in the relationship, um, you may actually appreciate their jealousy. You might think that it means that they're really, really into you. They really feel intensely about you. Um, they really love you. They really like you. And that might feel good initially. But if it isn't um, too controlling and a little bit further down the line, that possessiveness actually starts to feel suffocating. Um, it doesn't feel really good when they're questioning everything you do and thinking that everybody that you interact with is an object of your affection or trying to get you away from them or taking too much of your time away from them, taking too much of your energy away from them. You know, you can't be cooking for other people. You can't be responding to opposite sex people who call you or who talk to you in the grocery store or the mall or on your socials. And I'm talking about just innocent comments and conversations that come up when you are social. I'm not talking about anything that um, remotely crosses the line when you are in a committed relationship. So um, this type of person may even use technology to their advantage. They're taking note of how much time you're spending on different social applications. They are perhaps coming in and blocking people who are on your socials. They may come in and um, go on a stalking mission with certain people who are on your socials to find out about what they are or looking to see what comments they are making, especially if it's comments drawing attention to the fact that their behavior is toxic, that their behavior is harmful. They may do things to block those people from your socials. They may do things to push those people away and out of your life, um, especially if they think it's someone who might help you see where their behaviors are not helpful and are actually harmful. In short, they may make your life miserable by over-controlling you to control their paranoia and jealousy about having to share your time, your attention, your affections. Um, so over time, they will work hard to eliminate any meaningful relationships you have, friendships, family, um, work relationships. They will work to um, make sure that they are all that you see and the only person you spend time and effort and emotion on. So your efforts to reassure them um, about your fidelity and commitment to them are going to go nowhere. They're going to be wasted. Um, don't waste your time. Um, it's better to make a plan to exit this relationship because it does not end well. So. I want to give you some other clues of when you're in an unhealthy relationship by talking about boundaries. Boundaries, when they are healthy, allow people to interact effectively with one another. Um, they, people who have good boundaries get what they want in a relationship, know what they will and won't do. 
Um, they can set limits and still love other people. Uh, they don't violate the personal space of others. A lot of times these toxic people or um, unhealthy people who have not managed some of their issues have a difficult time recognizing other people's personal space and boundaries and being respectful in their language as well as um, their physicality. So they don't take responsibilities for others if they have respectful boundaries. So um, this can cross the line into codependency when you're taking on too much responsibility for what people should be doing for themselves. Um, healthy People with healthy boundaries can be responsible to others without feeling responsible for them. Again, this is the difference between codependency and healthy boundaries where you think that you are the only one that can save them, the only one that can get them to stop drinking, the only one that, that can get them to um, do their health regime the way they should to prevent health problems, to get better from health problems, to recover from XYZ. Um, if you're in a healthy relationship, you feel safe and secure. It's not something you feel if you're in a toxic relationship. If you're in a healthy relationship, you have healthy circles, support circles, people surrounding you. Now, let's flip the coin and talk about unhealthy relationships. So frequently, people in unhealthy relationships have difficult relationships. Um, they have difficulty getting their needs met in relationships. They trust too easily and share too much information with people. Um, especially people they don't know very well. Everybody should have a period of, um, I want to say probation, so to speak, whether it's a platonic friendly relationship or a romantic relationship where you work on seeing how much you can trust them with. You don't hit them with the inner circle secret stuff, the secret sauce, right off the bat. You've got to give them weeks and months with information. And as they prove themselves to be trustworthy, you can give them more sensitive relationship um, information or insider information. But once you start to see that they can't be trusted with that more sensitive personal information, um, indications would be if they turn it around on you, if they share it with people outside of your inner circle, if they make it so that it's a thing of ridicule or blame towards you instead of helping you with those issues, if there are issues that you need to heal from or get stronger within, um, those people don't get the invite to the inner, inner, inner circle. You feel me? They don't get the inside scoop. They don't get to be bosom buddies because they have not proved themselves. They've actually proven that they are not trustworthy and not worthy of you trusting them with your feelings and your personal, personal, deep down information. So got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but um, people with unhealthy boundaries trust too little and don't have people that they can open up to.
So you're too guarded. You're you're locked up tight in the ivory tower like Rapunzel, and nobody can get to you to give you support even um, because that's important. You have to have a boundary that is permeable enough to let the good people in, the good supports in, but closed enough to keep out the bad people, the bad influences, and protect you from harm. Um, People who don't have healthy boundaries violate the personal space of others. Again, these toxic people constantly violating the space, constantly not recognizing um, your um, right to hold your space, to have your needs met, to be respected, to be cared for and appreciated. People with unhealthy boundaries ask inappropriate personal questions of people they don't know well. People with unhealthy boundaries feel responsible for other people's behavior and feelings. Now, often this is somewhat learned behavior. If you grew up in a home that had a lot of addictive behaviors, chaotic uh, upbringing, um, abusive upbringing, um, you may have learned that this is what people do because, of course, in those households, you don't get to see healthier people because everything is kept inside and nobody is going to share outside and get in trouble um, for sharing and have more scrutiny or have child services involved. Um, You may have been in another abusive or toxic relationship and learned from that, especially teens um, who also can be involved in toxic relationships. And you think this is the way it goes because they love me and I'm responsible to keep them happy. I'm responsible to keep them um, calm and not angry and not flying off the handle and rages. That's an unhealthy boundary. We each are responsible to take care of our own feelings, our own mental health. But you would not know that unless you know what a healthy boundary is and a healthy relationship is. Um, People with unhealthy boundaries often live lives driven by guilt. I didn't do enough. I got to do more. I don't want them to think bad of me. I don't want them to think I'm not kind. I'm not smart. I'm not helpful, etc. People with unhealthy boundaries Choose actions based on what will please others rather than their convictions. So they overcommit to doing things, to helping all the people, um, to make them feel good so they'll want them around or they need them around instead of, you know, well, I don't really like to do X, Y, or Z, or I've been working 60 hours this week. I don't really have time to volunteer to do ABC. Um, because I'm just too tired. Um, People who have unhealthy boundaries tolerate unhealthy, inappropriate behaviors from others. Um, They also feel unsafe in relationships and have unhealthy circles. So these unhealthy circles aren't supportive, are constantly taking, taking, taking instead of giving back to you. Um, Maybe... um, emotionally abusive, 
may be disrespectful of your time, your efforts, um, your personal space, your own resources. So these are some things to think about when you're in these relationships. If you're getting any of these red flags, run the other way. In the relationship, make an exit plan that is safe for you, especially if you've been in this toxic relationship and or are bound by marriage and children. There are agencies to help you with inter intimate partner abuse, intimate partner violence, um, helping you get away from toxic relationships if you don't feel like you have the financial resources or, you know, you don't feel like you have the means to work for yourself and you need to get retrained or you need a roof over your head for you and the children. There are ways to get treatment, um, to get out of these relationships and recognize unhealthy partners. Um, if, you know, Certain people recognize that and were able to get out early enough, then um, we wouldn't have to go through a trial where both parties were harmed, uh, where Johnny Depp reportedly tried to get out, but obviously the rage flare-ups came up often, and from what Amber has said on her recordings, if you would just act differently, if you wouldn't leave, because of her borderline personality disorder, which has an underlying fear of abandonment and tendency to rage when you think that you're being abandoned, to act out in ways to draw more attention, to make that person feel guilty, to put that person in no-win situations. Um, and for all intents and purposes, um, she became physically abusive as well in some of these rages. Um, you need more resources. You need to be able to reach out to mental health providers. You need to reach out to inner partner, intimate partner um, support groups um, in the community. Um, they go by various different names in different communities. You can check 211 if you're in the U.S to see which uh, community agencies might be available to you for those issues. You can check your health insurance to see which providers are available to you, licensed mental health counselors, licensed clinical social workers, psychologists, all of the above to be able to help you with this. And if you need medication because you're becoming depressed or anxious, Based on these relationships, um, psychologists are licensed nurse practitioners who would be able to prescribe those medications as well. So I want to provide a lot of resources for you, but I also want to give you information so you can recognize the signs. If this was helpful for you, give me a rating on YouTube, on um uh, sorry, I just blanked. It's been a long day. Um, on, wow, it's still going. If this has been helpful, please share this out on all the socials and tag hashtag Dr. K Mind Body. Also, um, tag me on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook as well if you share me out. 
And if you go on Anchor or podcast, also give me a rating. I would greatly appreciate that. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all the channels. And I will see you next time on the couch. Be well.